You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Swanson. I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Sullen Radio. This episode is brought to you by Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, Black Flies Eyewear, Filsters Holsters, and Tattoos Cure Cancer. You can find the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sullen Radio. I'm also still doing pre-order on my new print that I released, so go check that out at sullenradio.com. And finally, if you'd like to get tattooed by me, you can always hit me up in an email, joe at sullenradio.com. I'd love to set some things up with you guys, some of the listeners, so hit me up with your ideas, and let's get something cracking. Thanks again for listening, everybody. This is Joe Swanson with Sullen Radio, and this is my talk with tattooer Carl Grace. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Code up. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I am super stoked to be sitting down and uh, being able to have a conversation with uh, Carl Grace. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. You know, I, I am, uh, I've been amazed by a lot of things in tattooing. And one that is blowing my mind this last year is watching this video. We talked about it briefly before jumping on the podcast here on YouTube of you doing a tattoo completely freehand, no stencil, no markers, um, just machine to skin. And it's fucking mind blowing, you know, to me as a tattooer who's been tattooing. And I understand that there's, you know, I understand some of the the things about it. You know, you have to compensate for stretch and you have to know your design and, and all these different things. Um, how, when did that idea come to be that you knew you wanted to do this, take it to that whole nother level of freehand? Well, I was, you know, I've been working towards that. Uh, you know, I felt like my sketches were getting more and more, uh, simplified as I was drawn on the skin. And, uh, when my client showed up, he was a tattoo artist from Arizona and he actually had won one of my raffles that I do. He flew to Vegas and I bought his flight, bought him a hotel, gave him a full day session so I set up uh, that day, actually prepared. I pulled out two markers and I was like, all right, what do you want? And he was like, I just want art. And I'm like, all right. So I was like, all right, whatever. So he doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, just something, you know, cool, something dark, something like, you know, that I normal do, normally do. So I, uh, I pulled out the markers and he's like, no, I don't even want the markers. And I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, no, I mean, I just want you to go raw, just go in. And I was like, you know, I've been thinking about doing that. But I, I got to tell you, like, I can't guarantee you what it's going to be. I can't guarantee you what it's going to look like. All I can tell you is, uh, you know, I'm going to try my best. And he was like, man, just go. You're raw with it. Just go with it. So then I was like, you know, instead of any, like, I mean, it was definitely some, like, uh, you know, minor bits of nervousness. But I got so pumped, dude. I was at the shop and I'm like, I'm like get the GoPros. We got the GoPro. We pulled out the coat rack with, like, the an umbrella taped it to it and then held it. It was totally so rigged, dude. But uh, we set the camera up and, and, uh, hey. So, yeah, we set the camera up and, um, and I just started with some crazy little designs, you know, like, uh, I went in and, and started with just, I had no direction at first, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, so I just started with some crazy little like angles and started making some like weird, like almost like background. Then I had an idea of like, you know, cause my go-to is kind of like dark, like skulls or, you know, things like that. So 
originally it started out with like a, a skull front view. And then as I was tattooing, it kind of grew to like a side view. And then uh, I went up and he was like, it'd be cool if you put a chick up there. And I was like, well, that was pretty stressful. Cause you know, I mean like not being able to draw a line and make sure the eyes are symmetrical. So that, you know, you, if you look at the video, you can see I did one eye, the nose, the mouth. And then I did a lot of like everything around it. But, but uh, I, I just knew that I, it was, it was time for me to like, press myself you know as an artist i do so many like freehand pieces and I, I could draw on paper and do all that like there really was no difference between the skin except that you have to be careful what you overwork mm -hmm. yeah so you were so it was totally off the cuff i mean it wasn't even it wasn't even like okay i have this design prepared i know where my shapes are i know what what, what i'm gonna do it's all in your head and you're just coming out with it yeah no i was it was 100 percent unexpected by myself i was surprised you know I was like, the story yeah. continues to overwhelm me man that's fucking crazy yeah it's, you know it. It, that you know what i love that piece man i've since then i've done about 10 of them i've done like a whole sleeve in two days i'm a guy from germany i've done like huge pieces on dudes legs and and uh but that was the one that was the first one and like uh you know i haven't i haven't really been on top of my filming game you know i've filmed another one and posted it up but that one was the one that just went viral man it was like mm -hmm. i think it had a hundred thousand views in like two days or something like that on on youtube it was crazy but yeah i, I mean it was it's um i just I, I guess i just found myself in the zone you mm -hmm. know the client i wasn't really worried about him he's a tattoo artist and he was just like man i just want art i don't care what it is i don't care what it looks like it could be circles and abstract and i was like so i wasn't really feeling any pressure you know as as far as you could catch from a client you know mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole element was removed. So right, huh? That's so cool, man. That's it's like you know, like we were talking about before. We've as a tattooer who's been tattooing any amount of time, you maybe or maybe not have seen the Stony Saint Clair video of Stony doing a little freehand, like no stencil, no acetate, no nothing of uh, of a tattoo on Ed Hardy's leg of a little rat, rat face with a top hat, I think it is, and um, and then you. In the uh, Tattoo Nation movie, you hear Freddie Negretti talk about, um, I believe he talked about it in that movie or somewhere. Uh, I've heard Freddie talk about that he used to do that. You know, he'd work from one eye out and start start that progression and work freehand like that. And um, shit, man, maybe the only other person that I've heard that has any, you know, amount, uh, you know, a lot of uh, folklore around it is Pinky. Um, from San Jose used to do dragons like that, you know? And, right. Um, but nobody's captured. I don't think anybody's captured it the way you, the, you captured it. And I guess it was, it was for that, you know, that moment was, was pretty special then, I guess, you know, it was, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it was, uh, it was everything just seemed to happen to be all right. Like I was in a good atmosphere, good energy. Uh, yeah. you know, it was like, he won the raffle. So he was like super pumped, you know, he just flew in. Everything was just like, it was just a great day, dude. Yeah. And, uh, it's great that you, you know, I saw when I first, you know, was, became familiar with your work. I noticed that you did, you, you were just doing one of those raffles, one of those giveaways. And I think that's so cool. You know, somebody that is able to, you know, because of the clients that they have who are coming to them to, to, for specific art, you know, for, that guy says, "Hey, just do whatever you want." You know, I I just want a Carl Grace piece, and right. uh, you know, to be able to give back like that to 
and and to do that, man, and you're just not like giving a free tat away. You're giving them a flight there, and you're putting them up in a nice hotel, and you're taking them to a five star, you know, restaurant and shit like that. Um, that whole giving back thing, where does that come from? And uh, um, it's is it is it an important part in 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 your business? Well, yeah, I definitely feel like um, you know giving back is the key to continuing to get. You know, like, uh, I know I've been, I, I don't know if, how much you're familiar with my past, but I've been through some, you know, pretty rough, you know, stages in life. Definitely been to the bottom of like what I was feeling like uh, could be. And now I feel like I'm at the, uh, you know, I'm at the top part of my life where I'm at right now. And, and, and I'm just trying to like, surround myself with positive people, man. And like, so the first raffle was actually one of my boys at the shop. He, it was his idea. And so I, po- you know, I posted on the, on the Instagram and Facebook because I had a little bit more of a following. And, uh, you know, he got his thing taken care of. And then people were like, why don't you do one, you know? So I did. And just seeing, like, the excitement of somebody's face, you know? Like, I mean, I, I, I sell tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. And the tickets, I just sell, like, a limited amount of tickets. And that ticket pretty much pays for their flight, their hotel, a five-star dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever's left, I pay my assistant to go ahead and take care of it. Some people think I'm trying to get rich off of it, but if I want to get rich off of it, I'd just go to work, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, But but it's pretty cool, man. Like, you know, somebody buys a a ticket for $50, gets flown out to Vegas, gets a two-night suite at Caesars Palace, gets steak and lobster up in, like, the 71st floor of the Rio, and then an an eight-hour session with the shop, man. It's just, like, it's cool because, like, most of the people, you know, they're taking a shot. You know, they're like, you know, it might be 50 bucks, might be a lot of money to them, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the raffle ticket was. But, um, but yeah, once I saw that, man, I was just kind of like impressed with like the way I was feeling about it. You know, I felt like, like a good person and, you know, sometimes like, you know, I'm, like I said, man, it's, I haven't always felt like a good person my whole life. So once I did that, I was like, well, man, I, I want to keep like helping people. And, you know, obviously I don't want to like go broke, so I can't do raffles every day, but, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm about to do another one right now, but this time I'm going to do like Prince. I did like a really cool painting and I feel like it's cool. So I'm going to do Prince and everybody that buys a Prince is going to go in and then the the raffle winner is going to get flown out here and get another full day session, another two day stay at Caesars and another dinner. And beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? It's fun for me, man. It makes, it makes me you know, I get out there, we go to dinner together, you know, we're, we're like, I even gave the dude a hundred bucks. Hey, man, play that table right there. It's like, you know, it's, it's just like stuff that I wish that would happen to me. So I'm like, I'm just living through their happiness, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, it's enlightening. That's great, man. Do you find that that comes, um, does that push your art at all? I mean, you talking about doing some, um, I see that you're doing charcoal and some, some painting and different things. Um, yeah does that positivity i mean you do dark shit so does it still are you still able to use that and funnel that positivity into your artwork or how does that come through yeah no absolutely i uh you know it's it's you know i'm I'm a firm believer if you you want to be you know a happy person you surround yourself with happy people Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's when you're you know when you're sitting there and you're working at it you know i worked at a street shop worked at custom shops i've done appointment only for the last three, four years, whatever it was. But, uh, you know, when you, when you're sitting there and you have a number that you're working for all day, 
I mean, I know you're, you're focused on the artwork, but you're also like, okay, cool. At the end of the day, I'm gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. When you do a raffle, there's no money at the end of the day. So the only thing you're working for is the artwork. It's all you're focusing on is you have to do, this has to be the baddest tattoo in the world. You gotta come in so hot that everybody's just like, holy shit, that is just the most amazing tattoo that, you, that you've ever done in your life. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you have to look at it and say, damn, I could have done better and do better next time. So, you know, like, I feel like that's, that's your only reason of doing it that day is, is uh, you're just doing it for the artwork, man. Nothing else. No money, no, no coolness or anything like that. You're just yeah. doing it to make somebody's life like awesome for two days. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sick, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's you fun. Know? That's the yeah. kind of shit that I like that can take place, you know, with, with where we're at in tattooing today that, um, and the connectivity that we have, you know, we can reach out to a greater number of people in, in a far, you know, we have a farther reach now with Instagram and Facebook and all these different, um, ways to, to connect with people. Um, it's cool. You know, that shit can be facilitated. It can be facilitated now these days by an artist themselves. You know, it doesn't have to be some, big company that's trying to do some big campaign you know you can do cool shit right from where you're at um yeah. and involve a shit ton of people just because you know you have the reach that you have with the internet now right yeah and that's another thing man like i feel like this industry is as big as it's getting and as like it's getting more respected i still feel like it's not respected by the majority of the art world you know like or the majority of people in the world like i've i've gone out and and uh recently and looked at like four or five different places in Vegas that I was, I thought were like more of a prestige area to open up a, a studio. And it would have been just like a, sh- a shop. It'd have been like a gallery. It would have been like prestigeness, you know? Mm-hmm. And all five of them were like, no, nah, absolutely not. It's, it's in our bylaws, no tattoo shops, period. Mm-hmm. And it made me like second, kind of like not second guess, but kind of question like, what have I, why have I put like my last six years? That's what I've done my whole life. Mm-hmm. Last six years, I've done nothing but tattoo. Like, I've been all about it. And it made me, like, kind of feel, like, a little bit bummed about, like, man, I've been putting, like, six years of my life, like, been tattooing off and on for 17 years, but, like, the last six years straight. I'm like, I put this much, and I've been working so hard and trying to build my name in this industry, and then it's, like, not even respected by the rest of, like, these older, you know, like, old generation people that that have narrow-minded people you know when when do you think that's when do you think that's going to change do you think that's going to be our like our kids or is it going to be our kids kids to where it's like so weeded out you know by that time where people have grown up with tattoos and they've grown up you know a a lot of moms and dads are tattooers and and everybody shit man seems like everybody's got a tattooer in their family these days yeah Um, i think I feel like, I mean, there's always going to be the, the, you know, the white collar crowd that doesn't want anything to do with, you know, the, you know, they're still like really narrow minded and, and just assume it's this or that. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that our kids, you know, and, and that's why, I, that's why I work so hard, man. I, I go in six, seven, eight, seven days a week. You know, I try to work, I work 10 to 12 hour days. Um, you know, I, if it's there, I tattoo it, you know, and I do the best I can every day. And hopefully that I can like continue to be successful and save money and, and do different projects so that when I'm older that, you know, hopefully I've assisted in this industry as far as growing and being more respected, mm-hmm. but and to the point where they can't even, they can't deny us anymore. Right. Like, it's the only options we have. We can lay down and lick our nuts and just take it. Or we can say, okay, well, you know, you can have them little like 
bullshit ass like ideas about what we do and we'll just work hard and prove to you that you know that this is what it is like i was in new york printing up a portfolio to go guest spot at a shop and there was an art teacher printing out pictures next to me and he I was like i just caught a glimpse of it and i was like oh you're an artist he's like yeah i was like oh me too he's like what do you do i was like oh you know i do a little bit of charcoal and painting a tattoo he's like tattooing is not art <laughs> just like that straight yeah up. immediately and i'm like excuse me he's like yeah dude it's not art you go to any like major college, you go to any major school, it's not even a, a, like a respected medium. And I was like, yeah, your painting sucks, dude. You, know, you suck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just like a narrow minded dude, because right. I mean, think about it, man. You know, the the modern era of tattooing is only what, uh, you know, oh, just over 100 years old. 1891 is when that, you know, the electric tattoo machine was patented by O'Reilly. We're a young, we're in a young industry. I think we're in like um, something that might take another hundred years to, for it to be respected. Who knows? You know, how long did it take? You know, the, the, how long have people been painting? You know, yeah. fucking a long ass time. Yeah. You know, and, and it's been around. It was the, it was the medium that was used to, f for, you know, for the ages. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take for that to happen. It used to bum me out, too. You know, I had a guy when I opened my shop in uh, a, a town near where I live now. Um, he, he was like his wife, I guess. The, he was a landlord. And his wife says, calls, well, he calls me up or has the realtor call me up and says, well, my wife wants you to change the name. The name, was, the name of the shop was Black Dagger. And uh, I'm like, why do you want the name change? You know, he wanted something less what he would consider evil or whatever. And uh, basically, she said that. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to change the name for his wife, you know, the landlord's right. wife. Like, that's crazy. It's, right. it's a name, you know. It doesn't mean anything, but I think it fucking sounds cool, you know. Right. Yeah. But it's a wild, yeah. man, wild times, dude. We're in wild times, man. You've been traveling. You've been able to you know, take this thing that, uh, this craft that we have and travel all over the world, you know, talk about that a little bit, man, because I think see, people watch that, they see it unfold over Instagram and they don't, you know, it's a dream to a lot of people to be able to do that. You know, a lot of, a lot of folks are stuck in their little town and in the middle of nowhere and they just kind of live that through, through the internet. What's that like to do that in real life? Well, you know what? It's amazing, man. It's hard work. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there were steps that needed to be taken. Like uh, I moved to Tucson, which was a small town. It was a busy, it was a busy town, and I worked seven days a week. And I built my clientele where I was able to uh, to take the hit. Like originally, when I first started going to conventions, I was just traveling locally, like you know, in America. I'd go to a convention and like I'd hope to break even. You know, and I'd go and I'd just try to do the coolest tattoos I do I could do. And then I'd go home and I'd go back to work and make my money and save. And then I'd go back to another convention and hope to break even. Most of the time I didn't, you know, and it was just hard work and discipline to, like, stay focused on and not give up on the dream. So eventually it got to the point where uh, where I, I kind of felt like I, I grew out of, like, uh, the small town, you know. It wasn't like a like it. Uh, like an arrogant move. It was just more of like, you know, okay, I'm busy here, uh, but I've been traveling a lot. I'm, st I'm starting to get busy. I'm starting to make money on the road. I can afford it now. 
So I moved to Vegas. Vegas was like a really good air, uh, idea for me just because it was mm. more of like a destination, you know? It was like mm -hmm. people would fly to Tucson and be like, why are you in Tucson, man? Come on. They're all set. So Vegas, they're like, oh, cool. I'm going to Vegas anyway. Party, you know, Vegas is kind of like the city of sin. So that was kind of nice. Um, once I got the passport, uh, I felt like I, you know, I still waited a little bit, but I was you know, really working hard and trying to like work on social media and like networking with other artists. And uh, once I got the passport, then I was like, okay, I got invited to go to London for the convention, which is a huge opportunity for me, I feel. And then, uh, you know, I from London, I was like, well, screw it, man, I'm going. So I went from London to to Sweden and then I had like a week off, went to Iceland and explored and then went to another convention in France and then went to Germany and flew to New Zealand and did, did a show in Melbourne, Australia. And, and like, uh, you know, it's, it's expensive. I think I worked for six months straight and like, I mean, I wasn't working every day, obviously on the road, I'm on to go. So I, you know, I'd work like four or five days and then I grind for like two weeks and I'd take another week off and explore somewhere. Like then I'd fly somewhere else. But after about six months, uh, you know, I was able to uh, break even, which is, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, I could have saved that money, but that money is, I don't think it would get, it would be half as cool as like the experience and the things I got to go and meet people and like see different shit. It was super rad. Yeah. What's, what's one of the, what are a couple of the things that you probably spent your money on that you were like, yeah, fuck, I, I will never forget this experience. It's like so dope or I mean, shit, it doesn't even have to be that you spent money on it. It could have been just, you know, it was in this one particular place. We had this experience. Um, any that really just stick in your mind as. Uh, changers? Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, I was going through some like uh, anxiety issues and some other stuff from like from work. And, and so uh, I booked like I was I was in, like I said, I was in Sweden. And I had a week that I left open just in case I like met another artist in London, want to go guest spot. And I'm like, man, what the hell am I doing out? I'm out here. Where the hell should I go? So like, I just booked a last minute flight to Iceland and went and bought like a, a state at like the Blue Lagoon Resort, which is like super fancy, like natural geothermic hot springs and massages. And, and like, so I did that and I was like, all right, I'm just going to chill. And I had to do the drawing for someone for the deck of cards. So I did that out in Iceland. And then I was like, I had a day where I was like, I had nothing planned and I was like, screw it, man. So like I rented this car and it was like last minute and I only had like this little tiny Toyota Yaris. And, uh, the guys there is like, man, if you want an epic venture, dude, you take the South road and you, you drive all the way to the, to the glaciers where they, where they filmed 007. I don't even remember the names. Right. So I'm like, I'm going. And so I wake up in the morning and there's like seven inches of snow. Oh shit. I'm like, holy shit, dude, right? It's, I thought Greenland was a cold one and Iceland was a green one, but it, it didn't work out like that. It was, so the ladies are like, here's your car. Where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to like the glaciers. They're like, that's a seven-hour drive. I'm like, I know. They're like, don't take the south road. But he had taken. He had told me to take the south road the day before, you know? And I was like, well, I took the south road and I was going up this mountain. And like the whole time, I'm like pretty much just driving in like, like bigger cars, like tire marks. And like... <laughs> Dude, a Toyota Yaris is smaller than a Prius. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, dude. And I'm, I'm a big dude. So I'm just kind of like fat dude in a little car, like wiggling around on the tire tracks. <laughs> but anyway, I hit to the top of the mountain. I couldn't go any further. And I'm like, damn, man. I was kind of like screwed. And I look behind me and there's this huge like semi-truck bulldozer plow coming. So I slide out of the way. And he bulldozed the road for like two hours. So I just rode behind him, dude, just chilling. 
<laughs> made it all the way to the glaciers, man. Saw the northern lights. They came out for like an hour straight, just dancing green and purple. Whoa. Like, yeah, dude, it was it was an epic. Like, I was there by myself. And, and like, if you would have saw me, you would have thought I was crazy because I was just like, you see that? And I'm like, there with my camera, and I'm like yelling at myself because it was just the most amazing. As far as nature goes, man, I, that was just epic. Yeah. Uh, Shit you'll I'm, never forget. Yeah, dude. I'm, you know, like I, I don't drink, man. I've been sober 10 years. So, like, the majority of the things that I do are, like, outdoorsy kind of, like, healthy things, you know? Uh, I flew to New Zealand, and that was pretty cool. We went, we, we went, did a show, like, on the North Island. And then we caught a, a, a plane, like, the four of us and friends of my other artists. And we went down to, like, the Fjordland, which is, like, I guess the, the land used to be underwater, and huge glaciers just came through and, like, ripped, like, you know, where the rivers and valleys and lakes are now. <clears throat> and then finally when it came back up, so it's got these huge ma- mountains and like we rented uh, kayaks and we kayaked through and did a little hike and like drove back at midnight through this like crazy, scary, like black iced road through the mountain, <laughs> dude. But it was, uh, you know, it's just like, just the adventure. I can show you pictures and you'd be like, yeah, cool, you know, but like just to be able to, to actually see these things firsthand, man, it's been pretty cool. I mean, you know, I went to Amsterdam and like, you know, just some rowdy stuff out there. You can just imagine, you know, like, I, it was, it's been fun, dude. I've done, I've been everywhere I've gone. It's been a pretty rowdy uh, trip. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that, uh, you know, I was talking, I was talking to Jeremy and he goes, uh, that's one of the funnest guys to hang around when there's a bunch of drunk people around because it's just, he's just like high energy and, and fun, man. You know, so it's just, party time across the world man it's yeah it's uh what a what a great what a great uh chance to have those you know the opportunities to ha- to to be able to experience that you know that's great yeah you know, and I, you know we taught we were texting a little bit and um i think people get the idea that that shit just comes you know oh you're such a good tattooer that's just gonna come to you and i think what they don't maybe realize or um, perhaps they're just not willing to put in that work is the work, you know, yeah. those 10 to 12 hour days, the prep on that, you know, um, drawing. And even if it's free handed on, you know, you still are working on art outside of tattooing, you know, you're doing those things and have done those things to get yourself to a point where you can freehand shit on, you know, it's right. like, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, you have, some new guys that are doing that shit too and are putting that kind of hustle into it. Um, you know, guys like Danny Lepore, you know, he's one of, one of those cats that um, I read the interview in Inked Magazine and he talks about you in there saying like, you know, th- that you're worried about a guy like that because he's so driven, you know? And uh, how does that push you? I mean, I saw you did a collab with him and you've done you know, some, some really cool collabs with other artists. How does it push you to be around those kind of people? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, I, I look at things like a double-edged sword, but they're both positive sides for me. Like, uh, like Danny's my boy, you know what I mean? There's like, I, I pretty much know the majority of American artists and, and even European and other countries now, you know, just from traveling and meeting people. It's, it's a huge industry, but there's like, you know, there's a, handfuls of artists that are just running around and like, you know, especially like I follow most of the people that are relevant in my style, you know, mm-hmm. and of course I'm going to follow that. But 
I mean, I, I kind of look at it just like a convention, man. I go to a convention and, and like if I I've normally like lately, I haven't really been entering contests because I've just been taking on huge projects, man. So like these guys are booking 12 hour days and like I don't want to stop at 10 and a half hours to try to get a trophy. Mm-hmm. And um, but well, before I would look at it like, OK, well, I enter in if I won the, the contest and I'm like, shit, man, these guys are coming for me. I better work harder. And if I lost and I'm like, well, I suck. So I need to work harder. You know, it's kind of like. Either way, it was still like, I, all right, I need to get my ass in gear and, and get better. Um, working with other artists as far as collabing, whether they be young or whether they be older or better or whatever you want to call it, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like there's, there's really uh, like a difference as far as what it does for me. It's, it's, um, it makes me bring my best, you know, and uh, you know, like I'm, I've known Danny for shit five years now i mean i met him at a show he got tattooed by my boy josh hagan and uh, he was an apprentice and i mean he's definitely you know we just went to london together you know we were out there for a week and uh it's pretty cool man he's 23 years old i'm 35 like i feel like you know like uh i feel like um when i'm when i'm kicking it i'm young you know i don't feel old i feel like um i still work just as hard I mean, there's going to be a day where I'm going to be tired and he's going to be like, guess what? I'm not tired, you know, <laughs> but that's cool. And, and, and like, that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, he's not my apprentice. He's, you know, he's, he's just a younger artist that, that we work together. But I mean, if the day he doesn't come that he doesn't pass me, then, then I definitely didn't do my part as an older artist to, to like, for me, you know, I see him like worth the time to be like, this is what I do, do it better. Mm-hmm. You should pass me up. You should be tattooing me one of these days. That's great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. D- definitely, man. You know, it's we we all need those people in our lives that that push us, you know, and, and keep us honest and um that we can feed off of. You know, it it's it's imperative as an artist that we do that, you know, surround ourselves with those kind of folks. Um, you know, it's one thing I, I love about Sullen, you know, man, they're they're super positive. And it's about art, you know, and yeah. it's about tattooing and it's, it's, uh, it's a fun place to be. It's exciting fucking times in tattooing, man. Right. So. Yeah. You know, when, when, when Solon first came out, uh, it was kind of like, I was like, Oh shit, these shirts are super awesome. You know? Mm-hmm. And then I saw like everybody, all the tattoo artists in the world were, were jumping on the bandwagon and I, I bought some shirts, but I was kind of like, all right, you know what? Like, like, all right, everybody's going to do this. I'm just kind of like the person that's like, all right, I'm just going to kind of like do my own thing. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I don't want to be a sheep as far in the herd. And then I met Ryan and Jeremy and I was like, man, these guys are actually fucking really cool people. And then I actually saw what they were doing for the industry and how they were like simulating the industry, you know? And I was like, all right, then you know what? I need to, I need to help be a part of this because they're like really driving this industry into a, a a more respected community, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and that's why I do it. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I, I like to do my own thing. You know, I like to do my own stuff and, and most people will tell you like, you know, I got some, like my own products coming, I got my own shirts coming, I got everything, but like, but they're definitely a, a good team and they're, they, uh, they care mm-hmm. and they, you know, the, the industry seems to love them. So I do. Yeah. So that's Definitely. why we're here talking. About it. yeah. it's, pro- it's probably cool for you too, man, to see, um, you know, you mentioned them earlier, Josh Hagan, guys like that. They're your homeboys that, um, 
are also getting a lot of love from, you know, from Sullen got dropped a shirt, a dope ass shirt. And, uh, um, really is, is making cool strides in, in, in his work. And, and, uh, I had a fucking, one of the funnest conversations, man, with that dude last year at Ink and Iron, you know, this Ink and Iron, I think this is going to drop, um, fucking a day or, or two before Ink and Iron. So, um, yeah, man, we fucking were bullshitting each had a couple drinks and, um, it was fun, man. What a cool dude. Yeah, man. You know, Josh, Josh was my cellmate in prison when we were 20 years old. Nice. That's how we met. So we, we go way back, man. It's been like, uh, it's been 15 years and, and yeah, he's, he's, you know, he was out here in Vegas for a while. Then he, you know, he went back home to Tucson and everything, but yeah, he's a fun person, man. He's a, he's a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you doing, uh, you know, we were talking about charcoal and, and painting. What stuff are you working in mostly right now other than tattooing? Uh, well, I'm always on my charcoals, man. That's, that's my favorite medium of all time. Totally. It's fast. It's uh, getting dirty, man. It's like, uh, I can sit down in three hours and do something. Most people think I did like in 10 hours, you know? Mm. So, uh, plus I'm being a, like a predominantly black and gray artist. It's, it's a good medium. Like I don't, like lately I've been trying this gouache, which is like a thicker watercolor. Yeah. And I like it. I don't really like the, the look of the true gray. So I'm still trying to like figure out how to like water the black so I can get like light grays, almost like if I was making black and gray wash, you know, but mm-hmm. so I've been doing like more muted tones, like ochres and like avocados and like uh, burnt oranges and blood plums and things like that. And that's kind of like what I'm, uh, I'm about to push some prints on and do that raffle with. Cause it's, uh, it's dirty. Like the colors I'm picking are like, they're just nasty, dude. <laughs> it looks like I just like spit my nose all over the paper. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool too, dude. But uh, I, I, you know what? Like obviously the the fun, the, the art world, uh, you know, the most respected medium is oil. Yeah. I've done two oils. Uh, I don't really have enough information as far as like what the mediums go, like the glazing and the hardeners and like, you know, like as far as even jezzoing and things like that, I prep a board. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that kind of wants to know everything before I go in on it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of comfortable with doing the, the charcoals and the watercolors and things right now. You know, pencil and pen's always a go-to also. But mm-hmm. but seriously, man, I'm so busy tattooing that like, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I used to draw like, five days a week now i'm getting like at least one a week mm-hmm. one or two days a week i'm still going in yeah yeah have you been have you been fucking with digital at all like the the tablets or even on the ipad or anything yeah yeah you know i downloaded this little like app i mean it's definitely doesn't give any credit to anything like a cintiq or anything like that but i just downloaded it on my phone it's like zen brush and like you could just get your finger and kind of like draw some things and erase and so I did like 20 of those. Those things are pretty cool. But I mean, obviously it's the size of like, I got the iPhone six. So it's a little bigger, but, mm-hmm. um, no, dude, I, I mean, I went to school and, and like, I went for like six classes and like, I was taking a, a Photoshop and illustrator class and like the teacher was like teaching two different courses in the same class. And the next one was more like an advanced class. So he's kind of like, just do this. So we do it and the next day, all right, do it again. And like, so like in six weeks, I was like, man, what the hell, dude? So I just went on YouTube and like watched like a three hour tutorial, got the basics of like how to do it. But I'm, I guess you could just call me old school, man. Like as far as like digitally planning, I can like take a picture, erase the outsides and drop the opacity and do some weird stuff with it. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, for the most part, if 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 something needs to be done, I'm just gonna pull out some paper, dude. Yeah, I like that, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. absolutely, man. I think that uh, I think it it definitely works with the style that you end up that you tattoo in as well, you know. To right. uh, there's not a lot of prep other than the the charcoal and the stuff like that. I mean, you can prep your work with that because you know right. the the shapes, you know what you're going to, how, how you're going to do it. You can play with that on the, on the, with the charcoal and it's easy to do that for you. And, um, so yeah, it makes sense to definitely make sense. Um, I think there's a lot of guys killing it right now, you know, and are at that fine art level. And I think there's some fine artists that are seeing that, you know, um, yeah, there's some people that, out there that are making some like digital, uh, references that I'm just like, Holy damn, dude. Like how yeah. are you, you know, like that's impressive. Um, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't have the knowledge to do it. I wish I did. And like, sometimes I'm like, well, I just, I'm just going to do it. Cause like, I can't find anybody that has the time to sit, to be like, Hey, can you put like 20,000 different images together for me? And I'll just pay you. Like, plus, you know, like I've, I've, I've worked so hard to be known as a freehand, like a right. one of a kind artist. Mm -hmm. I feel like my job is as, as as much as people think it would be for to be a tattoo artist, my job is to continue to like travel and get different inspirations to incorporate into my work. Like, and I'll find them from the weirdest things, man. Like a hike, I'll just like start looking at rock textures, or I'll be in a like in Hawaii, you know, just like catch like some weird, crazy plant, or you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. some cloud structures. Over, I'm on a plane, or you know, some some like crazy like uh, archways, like in in London at the crazy museums or, or churches, and like so things like that really. I mean, because, like, honestly, my, my subject matter is pretty similar. You know, mm -hmm. most people come, they want, like, evil shit, skulls, women. And they start asking for, like, clocks, diamonds, things like that. But, like, uh, for the most part, like, you know, and you can only do so much of something. So, right. like, I think that I think the, the main thing that I need to do is continue to, like, bring different aspects, backgrounds, and different, like, uh, flows and things into my work. So I continue to grow and, and still are unique pieces. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like what I focus on. I mean, the subject matters itself, unless they change, unless people want like elephants and you know just these pink pigs and shit like that. All of a sudden, <laughs> uh, I think I think I just have to continue to focus on what to add with the pieces that, that mm -hmm. they continue to grow and be unique. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to figure out that those unique um, things to ornate, you know, or, to to that are ornamental, you know, right. in a sense, yeah. and make the main image better, you know? Right. Um, yeah. and definitely, man, I think that if, if you're not being observant in your day-to-day -day life and allowing those things that you see to inform your work, you're losing out, you know, right. uh, unless your work is a one of, of, of replication and that, you know, that's, that's okay as well. I mean, it's, right. um, it, it's, it's, there's so many different things that, and that's, what's cool about tattooing right now for me, I think is you can, you can really, and I'm seeing that more and more every day that you can really find your way and, and, and find your lane and you can stick there if you want, or you can yeah. explore all these other different things, you know, and, and the, the skies are the limit, you know, the sky's the limit right now. Right. So Yeah. It's, it's, it's super rad. Like I, you know, I got to this point where people come to me and like, I used to do color, five, 10 times a month. Now I do color like five times a year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, and that's because of my choice, you know, I was like, nah, don't book anybody with color anymore. Just look black and gray. 
And like I was busy enough from working so hard that, that I could pick and choose and just kind of be more picky about like, no, I don't want to do it. Sorry. Yeah. But just because I'm here doesn't mean I have to stay here forever. Yeah. yeah it's a choice. I could wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's do color. And I go on a color rampage. And the next thing you know, who knows? Maybe I turn into like some new school or traditional artist. Like I did traditional before. Uh-huh. I've done new school before. I've done everything before. This is, I went in the direction that I drew. That's what I did. I right. like, this is what I like to draw. So obviously this is what I want to tattoo on people's skin, you know? Yeah. But yeah there's so many opportunities in this industry, man. It's just like, you know, it's like I hear it all the time how lucky I am. And I'm like, man, lucky. I was did seven years in prison. Like I just got out in 2008. Like there's no luck. Mom and dad ain't rich. I didn't handle no golden spoon. I got out 200 bucks to kick in my ass. Good luck. See you in three months. That's pretty much what happened, you know? And like I just decided I was going to stay sober, which is like the key to my success, really. Mm-hmm. I haven't drank, I haven't done any drugs for 10 years. Like, uh, so I just, every day I wake up and I'm focused, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm not going to put anything second uh, or first before this. Like, I'm just going to put this first and like, use this as like my get out of jail free card. Like, you know, if I'm working, I'm making money. I'm not stressing. I'm not worried about like, you know, what I got to do tomorrow or like bills and things like that. Just go to work and handle it, you know, mm-hmm. and do the best you can. And just just the amount of like momentum driven behind me to like stay out this time, and uh, and like actually taste success and like be a normal citizen and like be happy and be a positive, I guess, person mm-hmm. has uh, is really driven me to like try to rise in this industry and, and you know it's it's been a good run it's it's been I love it you know I love tattooing it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's why I get so offended when people are like oh yeah it's not even art I'm like you don't even it's just saved my life. You know, it's great. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. Right, it's, uh, um, it is is one of those art forms that uh, I think ultimately will find its respect, you know. And even if it doesn't, you know, each piece you're giving to that collector or that person that's getting it, um, as long as they're happy with it, really, that's ultimately what's what matters, you know. So, um, uh, what, what's the, uh, you know, going all over the world, do you have, I hear all sorts of like bad, um, airport stories. Do you have any horrible airport experiences? You know, I got to knock on wood, but no, I haven't. (laughs) Shit. uh, Fuck. I might've fucked you over. No, no, I'm good. Like I, you know what? I, I, I try to like take, uh, different, uh, approaches to things, you know, like, um, I don't, uh, I don't travel with a lot of my supplies from my, like, you know, if I'm going over there and trying to like duck down under radar, I'll mail them. And, uh, like, you know, I mean, I, when I first flew to like to London, the first time I flew to Germany for a layover, which is kind of like, I don't even know why I'm flying to a different country just for like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like all super nervous and like, I had to go through customs to get out of the airport, get my bag, then I'd recheck in for another international flight to London. The guy's like, He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, uh, no layover. He's like, where do you go? I'm like, I'm going to London, Sweden, Iceland, France, Sw- uh, Switzerland. And he's like, everywhere but, but Germany. I'm like, get out of here. You know, I'm like, I'm, scared. I'm, all, I'm all nervous. Especially like, you know, from my past, I'm like, man, I'm just kind of like expecting the worst, kind of expecting to like to just land there. Like, you're not allowed here. Go back home kind of thing. Because you've heard so many stories about it. Uh-huh. Uh, what I did, I did fly to Australia. Um, 
you know, and so there's like 15,000 signs saying if you've been arrested or you have convicted of a felony and you lie to us, you're like uh, looking at like three years in prison or a year in prison and like a fucking fat fine. So I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to lie. Like, there's no way I could say I didn't see one million signs saying that because every single wall says it like, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. I'm like, okay. So I wrote down, yeah, I have a felony. Guy's like, you got a felony? I'm like, yeah. He's like, go that way. Take me to customs. I'm in customs for like three hours and he's like, tape recording me and he's like yeah man you know why did you do so much time in prison blah 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 and i was like you know california laws are a little bit more extreme than most countries blah 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 and he's just like it's 11 years old about you know it's not a big deal the only reason i even brought it up because it's not even like that big of a deal so after like three hours of him coming and going and talking to whoever he's talking i just got fed up you know i went on my phone and found a flight from australia to hawaii and i was like he came back Second. That's all right. Sorry. That wasn't my dogs, Jeremy. No, it's my dogs. <laughs> I, my dogs are notorious for fucking with the podcast. Yeah. So, so he came back and I was like, he was like, all right, I gotta. I was like, no, 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 I'm done talking, bro. Like, here's the deal. Like, uh, I found a flight. I'm gonna interview. I found a flight for like, uh, for like at least at six in the morning to Hawaii, and like, I'm on vacation, man. I brought $10,000 with me and I'm here to like to live my life for 10 days. I don't really give a shit if I do it in Australia or if I do it in Hawaii. So like, you can go tell whoever you're talking to behind that window, like either let me in or send me home. But I'm done sitting in this cell. I just haven't done anything wrong. Locked doors. You know, it was like, I just felt like a prisoner for like three hours. Like I ain't done shit wrong. You wanted to know information. I gave you information. You've been asking me for three hours. Go talk. So he comes out, comes back, presses play or record. He's like, all right, we're going to conduct the, you know, the finalizing this interview by law number, blah, blah, blah. You're not allowed in this country. And I just grabbed my phone and started booking the flight. He's like, however, and I just dropped my phone. Like, yeah. He's like, because you brought so much money, we're going to give you this one chance because we think you're telling the truth. I'm like, yeah, sure you do. He's like, now we're going to need you to go over there and, uh, and, and claim that you have 10,000 or like report it or something. Yeah, like, cocksuckers, whatever. But, but anyways, they let me in the country. That was cool. Uh, I was there for like three weeks. And then on the way out, they pulled me to the side. They said I wasn't allowed back in the country because of it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So that was my, like, my, that was like the closest thing I got to like getting sent home. But, uh, yeah. but, but yeah, luckily I've, I've been, I just keep it, keep it real, man. You know, yeah. like I'm just, and I try to, you know, most people are kind of like read it, you know, I, I'm still like kind of worried every time I fly somewhere that they're going to be like, no, you can't be here. Or, what are you doing here? Why do you have so much tattoo shit if I don't have the licensing or something? But most of the time I try to get that before I go. So I don't have to like, it's just extra stress I don't need in my life, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, you yeah. got to minimize that shit. Definitely. Absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, um, so what's, what's next, man, for you? Are you uh, heading out, um, staying in Vegas for a little bit and then where to? Well, I'm here for three more days, and I'm off to the East Coast, New York, for like three weeks. Um, I come back for like five days, and then I am um, – what are we in, June? Yep. Then, yeah, I'm off. Uh, I do a little bit more on the East Coast. I do Hawaii. I go to London. I do Stockholm. I do Sweden. I come back, uh, New Zealand. I try to do Australia again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> It's the week after New Zealand, so it's gonna like I'm just gonna take ten thousand yeah. <laughs> dollars. See what they say. See, see if they'll I let you in again. again. 
Yeah. It worked last time. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a free flight home because, I mean, if I'm already flying to New Zealand, it's an hour flight to Australia. I'll just get there and be like, no, I'm here. What are you going to do? Send me back to New Zealand or send me home? Like, Yeah. Or let me in with my 10 grand, damn it. Yeah. That might work. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What was but, the funnest thing you did there when you, you your, you know, illegal trip? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Like, I got a really good friend out there, Tennille Napoli or Napoli. And uh, to know Napoli, but she um, she owns a shop out in Brisbane. So I went down there and, and guest spotted. Well, I kind of hung out and just like shot the shit. We went down to the Gold Coast. And um, I mean, it, you know what? Like I said, because I don't really have much of a like a like a late night lifestyle. It's more it's more of like getting up. Like I saw some kangaroos, you know, seeing the ocean just. But it's mostly like socializing, you know, just shooting the shit on the couch, having dinner, like just. Like, I, I think I feel like the most like the some of the funnest times I have in my life are at the shop, mm-hmm. you know, bullshit and laughing all day. Even though I'm working, it's like if you, I mean most people like if if, mo- if if anybody knows me while I'm working, they they know that majority of the time I'm at work. I'm just shooting the shit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that puts the headphones on. I'm very talkative and very uh, got a lot of jokes and you know that's how we get through ten hour days. <laughs> right. Yeah, we just bullshit. So, that's cool, man. You know, yeah, fucking the 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 world at your fingertips. That's amazing. You know, it's right. it's got to be so cool. And and um, you know what a what a great what a great opportunity to to be able to experience it. Like I said, and and uh, fucking kudos to you, man, for putting in the fucking work, dude. Thanks, brother. You know? And anybody can do it, man. That's yeah. what I was telling everybody. That like, how do you do it? And I'm like, man, I just worked hard and I saved my yeah. money. You know, I went, I went shit, I went years without going out and partying, you right. know? And, like, not every day. Like, the, you know, sometimes I go to the strip clubs with the boys and shit like that, or I go to the bar, and like, but I don't drink, so I drink water. Or we go all go out to dinner, and, you know, but, like, the majority of the time I'd work, and then I'd just come home, and i just put the money away. And, like, because yeah. nobody's paying for my trips, you know? It's not easy to, to, like, to pay for six months in advance, you know? You're dropping, like, $20,000 or something in on, a, like all these different flights and hotels and conventions and like, you know, it's just like it's stressful, but, um, but you know what, if you want it, man, you can make it work. You just got to work for it. And everybody that's coming up, you know, listening to this, they can, they can say, Oh man, I wish I could do that. Or it could be like, damn, this is me. This is my direction. This is what I want to do. Nobody got out of prison six years ago and he's doing it. And all he did was work hard and save his money. I could do the same thing. I didn't, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get like, I didn't let, distractions happen you know i didn't let people like jump in my life and kind of uh tell me i you know you can't do this you can't do that i just like no i knew what i wanted to do you know and so i don't you know i didn't have any like newborn babies running around or you know like i mean i even cost me like a caught a, caught a divorce out of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. which ain't the greatest thing in the world but i mean you know i made my bed so i just ran with it yeah. and uh you know I'm, i can't complain now now i'm super happy yeah ran around the world you know yeah, I'm still going. I'm going again. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, That's... yeah, I'm going back to the world, and I'm not, I, you know what? Like, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, I've been like last year. I was home for like ten days, I think. Uh, I was like, I've been gone, dude. Like, not the whole year, but like since I left in May till like yeah. May, I think I was home for like two weeks or something like that. It's been a little excessive, you know. But I was like, well, I'm already here, so I might as well go there, then from there to there, and so it's kind of like, why go home? I think that I think the next year I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit more of like maybe like six months home, mm-hmm. 
and then maybe six months and like break it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I'm, I actually, cause I still kind of miss coming home and actually like, you know, being able to go to the gym, like the gym that, you know, instead of like just working out with like running around. I mean, as much as it is fun to like, like it was in, I was in Germany for a month and like in a small village and they had like a thousand year old castle. So every day I got up and did like a five mile run around this huge castle and like, yeah, they like, two huge pillars with like a piece of wood that ran by it and or that ran from side to side and that's where they used to hang people like hundreds and hundreds of years ago so much history so like don't get me wrong man like that's better than a gym for me yeah but it's still nice to come home and have that simple life you yeah. know what i mean yeah so I'm, have... I'm just trying to find a medium yeah i asked jack rudy what the best thing about traveling was he said coming home yeah 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 dude i, I mean the world's awesome i love the world but i, I love america man yeah you know what? America is fucking awesome, dude. You, you didn't it's, come cool to, it's cool to land in next. Huh? You didn't come home to any scratches in that Bentley, did you? No. Nah, well, you know what, dude? I took it to a car wash and had it waxed, and then the fucking dickhead scratched it. And I'm like, hey, you left a scratch here. And he's just like, no, nah, we didn't do it. <laughs> so now I got to get that buffed out. But otherwise, no, nah, dude, it's, it's all good. I just, it's, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty, even in pictures, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice car, bro. What's the... Is it your favorite car you've ever driven, or do you do you have any other ones that you've just driven, um, not owned necessarily? But and what do no, you like no, about I mean, what's what's dope about it? Like, what do you just can't get enough of? I mean, I just like the power. You know, it's got a V twelve. I mean, besides the slick look, I got I put some like really fancy rims and low pros on it. It's black. It's got like a wood grain finish on the inside, and you know, it's got a V twelve in it. Uh, but I mean, it's just like, if I want to get somewhere, man, I just step on it and there's no hesitation. I'm just like, all right, later I'm, I'm passing, I, I, which is kind of bad. I got too many damn tickets. I'm t- I got to pay another one off like tomorrow or something like that. I, I got a letter from California saying one more ticket and they're going to consider me in a, like a, a shitty driver or something. <laughs> so but it's kind of good that I fly around the world. Cause like I'm only home to like. You know, I'm only home to drive like uh, two weeks a year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of let the other tickets drop off of my shit so I can still drive. Yeah, man, you got to minimize your fucking exposures. You got to minimize your exposure for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's an awesome car, man. I worked hard for that one and saved and picked that up. And it's, uh, you know, it's I got a big monster truck that I, that I used to drive and that was fun too. But this is definitely more of like mm-hmm. a... It's just got strength. I like yeah. that. So those goals, yep. man, you know, talking about goals and, and, you know, accomplishing them, I'm sure you have, you know, plenty of other goals in the future. But how cool is it when you accomplish those, you know, you have it in your head that, hey, I want a fucking Bentley. All right. I'm going to get myself a fucking Bentley, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what, man? Like, I think the shop when I was working at 7 I was talking about it for like a year. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pick up this Bentley, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick up the Bentley this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, I set up. But when I showed up, and they're like, oh damn! I'm like, yeah, I told you. Like, I mean, I wasn't like, I'm not, I'm not running around like screaming like, I got a Bentley. Look at me, you know. But it was like something that I worked for. But I mean, that's I think that's like a very important thing for anything in life, man. Like, you got to set goals. Like, I. I got four, five year goals that I've set this year. You know, like at 40 years old, I want to move to Hawaii. I'm 35. So, like, you know, I got certain numbers that I want to save in, until then. And so I know I got to bust my ass for five years. You know, the last thing I want to do 
And, you know, I got to go make some, some effort to go out there and build a clientele and build like more of like a presence out there. And I got to, you know, I got some really good friends out there, thank God. So that's nice. But, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's all about whatever you want in life, man. You just got to like put down a goal and then put down the things that you need to do to achieve it. And then just don't stop until you do it mm-hmm. or you die. Fuck it. One or the other. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, you know? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's great, dude. Well, f- Carl, man, yeah. I appreciate you coming on and bullshitting with me for a little bit and talking about your travels and, and tattooing. And and uh, like I said, man, it's exciting. It's exciting for me to to hear that shit and, and to know that somebody's really just living it up out there and, and doing it. And Thanks, putting the hard work in that it takes to do that, you know, and, and not pulling any punches with it, man. Just saying like, hey. If you if you want to do this or you want to do something in your life, if you put your fucking mind to it, you can do it. You're living proof of that. So that's great, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I love appreciate, it. Appreciate appreciate being on the show too, man. It's cool. It's good to chop it up. Yeah, we finally got it in, man. I, I appreciate it. It's hard to it's it's um you you're a busy guy and and uh man, I just appreciate you taking the time, you know, I, on this short notice even, you know, just like uh Let's do it. You want to do it tonight? Fuck yeah, let's do it tonight. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it, man. You have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. All right. right. You too, bro.